Hey everyone, I'm Alex. And I'm Courtney. And this is Nerds at Odds. Nerds at Odds is your weekly podcast about all things in nerd culture and beyond. And if you want to get the show four days early, ad-free, and with the ability to submit your questions, comments, and concerns, head on over to patreon.com slash nerds at odds. You can check us out on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch at Nerds at Odds. You hang out mostly with me on Instagram. You can rate and review the podcast wherever you listen. That helps us out a lot. Helps us reach a broader audience. The more positive reviews we have, the more the algorithms and those services recommend us to people. So that would help out a lot. And it lets us know if you like what we're doing or not. Yeah, that would be great to know that people like what we're doing. I have. Do you think one person listens who hates what we're doing but does it just to hate? Well, we haven't gotten anything bad yet people haven't told us that they hate it well people have told us that they hate your rankings yes yes especially my disney movies so that's why we have to do that pixar ranking soon so i can so our friends will hate you yeah i'm not looking to redeem myself i want to double down cause is the best pixar movie i'm gonna put it out there right now before you're not (laughs) no you're not so let's get on into what we've been up to courtney what have you been doing i've been watching a lot of murder she wrote i've Mm -hmm. been knitting yeah. Working. This seems like what you've been doing for the past couple weeks, honestly. Probably. I watch a lot of Murder, She yeah. Wrote now. And we talked since we talked about this last week, a lot about Murder, She Wrote, I feel. We didn't really get on into what you're actually knitting, I don't think. So why don't you tell the audience about what you've been working on knitting-wise? Yeah, so I finished my blanket that I've been working on for years now. Yeah. Because I'm using, like, small, little yarn that's, <laughs> like, you know, the... It, there's like this brand of yarn called Big Red Heart, uh-huh. and they have like this very standard size yeah. yarn. And if you want to knit, knows what I'm talking about. I use mostly that because I was trying to get rid of all my like. It was some excess leftover yarn. Yeah, essentially. But of course, I bought yarn that I thought would look pretty yeah. in it afterwards. So I finished that. Took forever, and now I am working on an infinity scarf. It's gonna be Hufflepuff colors. Yeah. Also, our school colors, which was just serendipitous. Yeah. So, for those who don't know what an infinity scarf is, what is an infinity scarf? So, it's basically just a normal scarf, but it is a circle. Yeah. So that you can, like, grab it, do a figure eight. Yeah, or an infinity symbol. That might be why it's called an infinity scarf. And then put it together and then put it over your head and it's, like, double scarf warmth. It looks pretty cool. Yeah, this one's made of, like, fleece. Which is mostly acrylic, yeah. I think, and then also just like a less fleecy acrylic. Okay, and about Motoshi Wrote, real quick, I think we probably need to do an episode in the future about these crime shows, because we watch a lot of them. Yeah, we got Psych. Yeah, Motoshi Wrote Elementary. Criminal Minds. Criminal Minds. Leverage, once I get you Leverage. to watch it. yes, yes. We're trying to watch that FBI profiling show Mindhunter, I think. But I don't think we really got into that. Yeah, we watched it for a little bit. It just kind of went off on a tangent a yeah. little bit. Yeah. The the thing with Paul Bettany, who's the Unibomb, is pretty good. Yes. That was really good. That was really good. Yeah. I love Paul Bettany. But that's not a show. It's a miniseries. So, apples to oranges, I guess, when you're trying to compare it to Murder, She Wrote or something. That ran sure. for 250 episodes. But you don't like Murder, She Wrote. It's just a bunch of old people. Yeah, but clearly people enjoy it. Well, there's tons of old people in the Average world. of 30 million viewers. Yeah. At, 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 in its time slot, its which peak, was yeah. Sunday nights. Yeah. I think it came out in the late 80s, early 90s. Yeah. Yeah. People so, love the show. It, it's a popular show. It wouldn't be... It Won wouldn't be Golden on, Globes yeah. and Emmys. It wouldn't be on Peacock if it wasn't, I feel like. Listen, it, if, it, if there's a show that's not... Like, people don't like... They're not going to be like, oh, we'll put it on this streaming service. I feel, I feel like they might do that. There's tons of movies on Disney Plus no one ever watches. I guarantee it. Sure, but that's that's because Disney was like, we own all this stuff. We'll put it up yeah. there. But it's not like you see that Cartoon Network show that they had for like maybe half a season called Tower Prep that I actually enjoyed. I have but no clue what that is. They only did one season because they were like, well, it's not tar- cartoon, so we can't have it on there. You have been playing one other thing recently yes you've been playing hogwarts mystery i think that's what it's called hogwarts mystery the, the phone game yes where you do all the tapping 
and you have the energy mm-hmm. and you can change your outfit. Yeah. What do you think of it? I mean, you know, uh, I tried to get back into it. Luckily, it saved all my stuff after I deleted it, which was nice. So I didn't have to start from the beginning. Yeah. I was really worried I was going to have to start from the beginning. But I thought, you know, I'll check it out again. They've added a lot of side quests. So yeah. I've, I've, it's only been like half a day. But I've been working on those a little bit. I'm trying to become an Animagus right now. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So you think they've added enough to the game to make it fun to play? I mean, you can do dueling, which is essentially like rock, paper, scissors. Uh. With actual other people. Mm. Interesting. Some people, they keep just choosing like the same things. Yeah. Like I, I did one. You can only do one every like six hours seven hours or unless you pay gyms yeah of course and i was doing one with this one guy and he just kept picking sneaky defense sneaky so you get sneaky Uh defensive and aggressive yeah and he kept choosing sneaky and defense sneaky and defense so i was just like well i'm just i I know that you're gonna pick sneaky next so i'm gonna do aggressive and i know you're gonna do defense next so i'll do sneaky Hmm. so you can kind of work out what people are doing interesting and how disappointed are you that the Hogwarts RPG that was supposed to come out this year got pushed back a year? I'm very upset. I really, I mean, I want them to work on it to be very good, not a lot of bugs. Yeah, you don't want it to be cyberpunk when it I comes don't want up. it to be cyberpunk, so take as much time as you need to get all the kinks worked out because I want it to be a good experience. Also, don't do it like the yule festival stuff in assassin's creed and just have like the quest be way over there like thousands of yeah, miles like tons of bugs but it's actually right here i get so. you i get you what what do you think the most important part of that game should be would just being a student at hogwarts for seven years be enough i think that would be enough honestly but i they're gonna do some crazy stuff yeah i mean i, I think it's gonna be a, a bigger story and I think they'd probably need that for the wider audience. Yeah. But I would have a, I would love a game where you just make your student and you go to class and you just be a student and nothing crazier than that happens. I would be totally down for the that. The wizarding world is crazy enough without yeah. like yeah. the next Voldemort. Yeah, you can go to Diagon Alley, you know, you could have some story elements where like you have a rival in school or something, you know. Yeah. But, but no huge villain or crazy secrets i feel like that game's gonna have huge villains and crazy secrets but i'd be down just to be a student for seven years yeah in in the uh hogwarts mystery game the 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 crazy thing that happens i'm in your like year five mm-hmm. but i think that's mostly because i was i i got in early and played for a long time and then i quit in yeah. year five but the big like mystery thing is what happened to your brother mm-hmm. like your brother's missing so there's that they're, yeah yeah so do you think that harry potter pokemon go games ever gonna become popular because you played it for a bit before we played it for a bit and then we got out of it it was just kind of like it was kind of like pokemon go mm-hmm. but you couldn't really see what you were clicking on yeah i also think now Pokemon Go has added so much that it, it's a really filled out game. There's a lot to do now in Pokemon Go, so maybe the Harry Potter game will get there, but I don't think the Harry Potter world translates as well to this style of game as Pokemon does. Yeah. Um, I wish we could play Pokemon Go more, yeah. because we haven't been able to play because... Everything that's going on. Everything going mm-hmm. on. We were in a great spot, too, because we're right next to the college campus, yeah. so... Would have been great. Shame. I have been playing Madden and Frostpunk. Uh, I'm excited the NFL playoffs, so I've been playing some Madden. Sure. Uh, I've been letting my team down big time. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. And Frostpunk, you know, it's the same old thing I said last week. It's enjoyable. I've got to... Uh, I've done about everything there is to do in the game at this point. You're all about those micromanaging games. Yeah. The Resident Evil 8 demo uh, titled Maiden came out exclusively for PlayStation a day or two ago and i got to get in on that because i am all about this vampire werewolf aesthetic they're going for and the internet's all about that vampire woman. yeah that vampire woman i haven't seen anything about it literally it's just like people are like yeah oh that vampire lady and i'm like i've i haven't seen the trailer yet i don't understand <laughs> i'll get courtney to do the watch me play to play it herself i'm gonna watch some people play it probably yeah 
likely you at some point. Mm. Uh, I'm not going to play it myself because I don't like scary games. Well, I never played a Resident Evil before 7, and the demo for Resident Evil 7 made me buy the game, and I loved 7. So I'm really excited about 8. Welcome uh, to the family, son. Yeah, uh, I love that aesthetic, B. New Orleans, like, Bayou, weird family aesthetic. Mm-hmm. That was a great setting, and now it seems like they're switching to something completely different, which also I really like. So I'm totally into this. I haven't played any of the third-person ones, like, one through four. Mm. The third-person ones, like, one through four. Yeah. You just said that. I did did I say that? Yes. Okay. You said the, the third-person ones, like, one through four, and I said, uh-huh. And you were like, the third-person ones, like, one through four. And I'm like, yep. Yep. <laughs> So, I mean, I tried playing one. The remake? The remake, but one, the remake isn't remade like two and three. It's still the game, just with better graphics, so it has the crappy tank controls. Sure. And and, and, it's, and it's hard to play. Well, and I've heard they cut stuff out of some of them and, like, did some other stuff, so. Yeah, apparently the third one has a lot cut out. Yeah. I'm not really into that, but I'm totally into this first person Resident like, Evil 8. I like watching people play it. Yeah? I have fun. I watched probably like two or three people play the remakes. Yeah, uh, we watched Michael from Achievement Hunter play two, I think. Yeah, and I think we watched Mark play three. Markiplier. I watched m- multiple of them play multiple yeah. of them. Because <laughs> I feel like Markiplier forgot to bring the weapon he needed for that boss fight in three. Yes, and and, it, and he used a pistol. Yeah, a lot. it took him hours or something to beat it. It's yep. crazy. Yeah. We've also been watching more Psych on Peacock. Lots of Psych. We're almost to season five. It's a great show. You guys should definitely go watch it. It's all free. It's and all the free. movies as well. Yes. With ads on Peacock, but the ads aren't intrusive like we say every week. We should really get a Peacock sponsor because I feel like we're shouting them out a lot. It's also really helpful because it's not like, oh, we don't have to sit through three minutes of ads while watching our show it's like youtube has worse ads yeah it's like a 15 second ad and yeah you're back in but you guys should really go watch psych it's a lot of fun i really enjoy it i enjoy how it doesn't really have a through line honestly there's no main villain or season there's no looming threat it's just these characters are what drives the show and i like all the characters so yeah it's mostly the romance will they won't they of juliet and sean yeah which i mean they don't hop on every episode they might bring it up once or twice a season up until now because they're about to get together so they're talking about it more in the show but they don't bring it up that often it's just i like all the characters and it's a real fun show i think that's the the drive of it yeah i've also been re-watching the office made it through season one so that's cool you are contributing to the problem that is the office taking over the world. Yeah, it's it's a good show. It's a great show. I when I initially tried to watch it back in the day, maybe even back when it was still airing new episodes, I didn't like Michael that much. But I think that I have grown accustomed to understanding that he's not the person you're supposed to laugh with or really connect to in a way. You he he's like this absurd dude you're laughing at yes and i think that's why the show works still and you're laughing at the reactions that people have to him though the person you're supposed to connect with is jim yeah and jim's a horrible dude he's not horrible he's he's dwight is eccentric but i I feel i feel like jim in the show is mean to dwight for no reason well dwight's mean to him frequently for no reason but i don't know who started it you know i suppose It, it it just seems like I don't know. It, he, he seems a bit mean-spirited picking on Dwight this often. Now, let's get on into our spoiler-free review of WandaVision. Sure. We watched episode three recently. What did you think? I thought it was good. I enjoyed it. Some stuff happened. It's finally ramping up. It's ramping up. I I concur. I think there's a reason why critics got the first three episodes to watch before they reviewed those episodes. Yeah. Because episode three really gets into where the show is probably going to go. Yeah. Uh, I think that I would enjoy the show more if it drops this trying to be a certain era sitcom. You know? Well, here's what I'm thinking, right? So, like, the first two episodes were sort of, like, 50s-ish. This one was, like, 70s, Mm -hmm. 80s. I could see going forward 
maybe doing instead of just like sip- sitcoms, they could do like sort of like cop show sort oh, yeah. of aesthetic or like something along those lines. Maybe you know? I I just I just really but want... it's, it's like you know back in those times it was really just like sitcoms. Yeah, I just want to know what's going on and understand that and to see how they resolve that. I don't think the show's gonna get a second season. Not because it isn't good, but because I feel like the actors are huge actors. And they don't seem the type to want to do multiple seasons of a show like this. So I feel like it's just going to be one season. So I'm interested to see where it goes. Yeah. I mean, I, I love the two. I love Wanda. I love Vision. Yeah. I love Paul the characters. And, uh, I love the actors. Elizabeth Olsen. Yes. I love the That's why I said Wanda and Vision first. Yeah. And then I was going to go oh, oh. into the actors because I love them both. You can separate the people and the actors. I don't, I don't like the characters that much. I think they're great. Yeah? Yes. I'm interested to see if they come back for any Marvel movies after this. They might. They probably will. Money. Perhaps, maybe. I mean, Chris Evans was rumored to be coming back, but he kind of shot that down. Well, he was like, no. I haven't heard I haven't heard this. He, he wants to do other stuff. But I don't know, like, they're on a TV show. Yeah. You know, clearly they like the characters. They want to continue doing the characters. Well, Chris Evans has been doing Captain America longer than they've been doing theirs. Yeah. So. And he was, like, superhero yeah. material before yeah. that. Here's here's my pitch for Chris Evans coming back to the Marvel Universe in a movie, right? Have you ever seen the TV show Agent Carter? No. It, it's the woman he ends up marrying. Sure. And I really like that. It's in the 40s and 50s. She's the... I don't know if she's... She's not the head of S.H.I.E.L.D., but she's like an agent there. Mm-hmm. And she works with like Tony Stark's dad and all that. And it's a pretty cool show. I think it got two or three seasons. I would want to see her movie of her and those characters in that show doing something. And he's there as like stay-at-home dad. And he's like, you know, in a cardigan cooking breakfast or something. He makes like... Maybe more than a cameo side character, but he doesn't have to be buff Captain America. He's just like Steve Rogers doing household stuff, and she's the star. That's how I would pitch his return to the universe. It'd be cool. No, I think he just like with Knives Out being one of his like one his main ones after the yeah. MCU thing. I think he wants to explore the more comedy roles. Perhaps I think that's that's more of his personality. Yeah. Uh, he's really good as Johnny Storm in Fantastic Four, and he's I feel a like fun character. And I feel like that character is a lot like his knocks out one. So it's interesting to see where he's going to go from here. If you haven't watched Knives Out, highly recommend. Highly recommend. And real quick, I mean, while we're on this tangent, who do you think out of the MCU is going to be like the breakout star? Because a lot of them are still stars. I mean, like, who's going to be the do the biggest movies after. I have no idea. I know Tom Holland's got stuff in the works. Yeah, he's doing the Uncharted movie for Sony. He's doing the Uncharted movie. But video movie. game movies are trying to There's coast, that so. movie, I think, is... Someone else is in this movie. It's this movie where there's... It seems like there's only men in the world, and you can hear all their thoughts, but you can't hear the woman's thoughts. I can't remember what this movie's called. And there's also, like... These bad guys that are chasing yeah, them. Yeah, I know you're talking about Daisy Ridley, who plays Ray's in yeah, it. Yeah, she's in and it. And Tom Holland's in it. Tom Holland, but I think there's like, it's either like Nick Jonas or like Chris Evans or something. I think it's Nick Jonas. I think it. it's Nick Jonas. And um, I'm, I'm, I really want to watch yeah, it. Yeah, it looks interesting. I haven't heard anything yeah. in a while from it, but I want to watch it. Yeah. So check out WandaVision on Disney Plus if you yeah. have it. I mean. Really good. It's, I liked it. If you don't like it, don't sue me. You don't, you don't have to buy the show. You can just get Disney+. Plus. There's plenty to watch if you don't like the show. Yeah. Yeah. Nerds at Odds is made possible by our supporters over on Patreon.com slash Nerds at Odds. If you want to become a member of our community and gain access to the show four days early, gain the ability to submit your questions, comments, and concerns, and so much more, consider supporting us over there. Thank you. Now into the topic of today's show... We're going to talk about the first two Harry Potter movies and books, compare them, and all of those good things, and say which ones we think are better. Now, off the bat, I'm going to throw it out there. I think the first two Harry Potter movies are better than the book counterparts. I always think the books are better. 
let's talk about the movies first in their own right because I kind of want this series to be our ranking of Harry Potter movies as well. Sure. So I think the first movie is better than the second movie solely because I like being introduced to that world a lot. Yeah, I think the first movie might be better. I mean, I love the actor who plays Gilderoy Lockhart. Mm -hmm. He's done a, a bunch of stuff. He's a great British actor. Yeah. And he's in a bunch of films of Shakespeare plays. So Much Ado About Nothing, Henry V, those sorts of things. Yeah. And Much Ado About Nothing is one of my favorite adaptations. It's got Kate Blanchett, mm -hmm. Keanu Reeves, yeah. Denzel Washington. I just, I just can't picture Keanu Reeves being good in this movie. He is. He's really good. He plays like like brooding and evil he's the bad guy he i think i think yeah. his name is like don juan yeah. or I mean, something keanu could pull off brooding and evil i just see him he's always keanu in his movies i feel i think keanu is denzel's half brother interesting which is a little weird yeah, when Ke you're thinking about Ke it keanu's a bit pasty to be denzel washington's half brother half, I get it. Yeah. yeah so but it's really good and there's some other like fairly bigger actors but i can't remember yeah. their names if you like your lockhart so much why don't you like the second movie more i do i i love the i love the second movie yeah. i love the dumbledore in the first two movies mm -hmm. he's my favorite but i think i think the first movie and book are better because you get to introduced into the magical world and you get you're you're learning all this stuff with mm -hmm. harry and you're experiencing it all for the first time. Yeah. Well, I think the first movie's better than the second movie because you get introduced to the world. But I think the second book's better than the first book because I feel like the first book has a lot of Harry being with the Dursleys. And I hate those people for being so mean to Harry. And they cut a lot of that out in the movie. Are you one of those, the like, do you know the, the story of the people like that... Like children the, cry yeah, and run away from the people that play actors. the Dursleys, they're like walking down the street yeah. and like children's are just pointing and crying at them yeah so i don't i don't like being around them on screen or reading about them and i think like a hundred pages of the sorcerer's stone is about harry with the dursleys and i'm glad they left a lot of that out of the first movie well i mean you still get a whole lot of it and you see like one of the more atrocious things from the dursleys in the second movie that is true but he gets the escape from that room and all that yeah, but I mean, he gets, he walks out in the third movie. True. He's true. just like, bye. But we're not talking about the third movie. Okay, yet. fine. So I think I think the first one's better, in my opinion. Yeah. Yes. So let me throw my my thesis argument out there. Also, Hermione's not in the second one as much because she gets petrified. Mm, true. So let me throw my thesis argument type thing out there for. If I think a movie is better than the book, right? Okay. I'm not saying that the movie is as detailed. And I'm not saying it has as many... All the same great moments the books have. But if a movie can successfully synthesize the essence of a book down, then I feel like I think it's better than the book because of the time you spend with each product to get the same end, basically. You get everything... Sorcerer's Stone Chamber of the Secrets has to tell you in those movies without having to sink the time to read it. No, but they change stuff that they don't need to change and then they put in stuff that they don't need to put in, but they take out other stuff that is important to other people. I think... I don't, I don't have each individual moment that's different in front of me, but going movie by movie, the thing of Sorcerer's Stone that the movie does better, I think, is... Not having Harry go back to the Dursleys after Diagon Alley. That's fine. Hagrid. No one's like, oh, I love that part of yeah. the book where he's like, I went back for the for the rest of the summer and the, the Dursleys just pretended I wasn't there. That doesn't... But it's, it's, it, a, it's barely a part. It's a good... It's a, it's a chapter or two of a no, book. No, it's not. Yeah, it's like a no, whole chapter of this book. It's not a whole chapter of he going back. That does not happen. And then they take Dudley no, to, to the hospital. and No, they don't. They yeah. take Dudley to the hospital when they're taking Harry to go to the platform. Well, they have it. 
You don't understand. No, you're just... Uh, Listen, the first part of the book where they're avoiding Harry getting into Hogwarts, where they're like, no, we don't want you to have the letter. That takes longer. But after he goes to Diagon Alley and then comes back, it's like him being like, well, the Dursleys didn't want to hang out with me very much and just pretended I wasn't there. And anytime I entered a, a room, Dudley was like, oh, and then ran away. Yeah. That was it. Also in the first book, you have a chapter on Vernon's job and him walking home or getting a sandwich. Whatever he does, and he sees, like, the wizards and the corners and stuff, like, you don't need all that. Okay, no. So the first part of the book is not just be like, oh, what he got he sells drills for yeah, one okay exciting. he sells drills if you didn't know anywho the first part is just being like oh you know these people are normal people you know and and it's just like the lead up to harry being dropped off at their place yeah sure they can cut that out that's fine nobody's like i need that moment nobody in the history yeah. of the book i'm just like i'm saying I, like i want that i don't moment i don't back. have i don't have the full list in front of me about what they took out, but I'm just using those as examples. And Nobody I'm sure there, cares about and those I, parts. But I'm saying, and I'm sure there are more that I can't remember right now from the book that they leave out that are not necessary to the story. And that's why I think the first movie is is a, is successful and being better. No, because there's like plenty of stuff that is important later on in the books that they just forget about. Like Peeves. Peeves is an important character later on in the books. You've got lots of the ghosts who are important later on the books, and they're just like, well, we have some ghosts. See, there's nearly Headless Nick, because he's kind of important in the second book, so we'll bring him back so you can see him get petrified in the second one, right? To to be, I think the two ghosts that are important, Mona Model and Nearly Headless Nick. There's three ghosts that are important. Who's the The, the, the Grey Lady, but well, you don't see her in the first yeah, well, one. Well, I was just saying those two. But... She, the the bloody Baron, I believe, killed the Grey Lady, so that's why he's important, and also he's, the bloody Baron is the only person that Peeves is scared of. And there's, you've got the Fat Friar, who is the, the Hufflepuff ghost, and it's just, it's an, it hurts me. It hurts you? It hurts me. They leave out characters, and... They they just only focus on the Gryffindors and the Slytherins, and they don't care about the Ravenclaws and the Hufflepuffs. And, I mean, in the books, they're not very present, but they are important. So, like, in the first book, Harry is playing Quidditch with all the peoples, right? Mm-hmm. And they don't tell you that Quidditch team lost the House Cup, or the Quidditch Cup, because they lost to the Hufflepuffs. Yeah. But they're like, ah, Hufflepuffs don't matter. Who yeah, cares about Hufflepuffs? Why would they tell you that when Hufflepuffs don't matter? The Hufflepuffs do matter. There's great Hufflepuffs. Justin Finch Finchley, I think, is a Hufflepuff. <laughs> I think. I can't remember. I th- there is not one. And he's important later. I'm, the, even in the books, there is not one. Did Huff- they turn him into a, a a a Gryffindor? I think in the movies he's Gryffindor. I think they might have turned the the one that gets um petrified the camera. No, no, not him. No, he's the first year in the ah. second movie. Um, I think it's the the boy who is with. They're doing the dueling club. Yeah. Right, and Harry speaks to the snake and the snake is turned into like justin uh, finch finchley is, is he is he the one who who explodes when he's trying to win guardian leviosa no that's seamus ah uh, yes seamus who is a gryffindor seamus finnegan well i have no clue who you're talking about right now and that's that's why he doesn't matter the black-haired boy doesn't matter i'm just saying even in the books hufflepuff and ravenclaws do not matter to the story they do yes they do there's one hufflepuff that matters and it's because he's a spare so. I can't believe you're forgetting about your favorite character, Luna Lovegood. Luna Lovegood is a Ravenclaw. She is my favorite character. She doesn't matter. She does matter. No, she doesn't. Yes, she does. She's a very important What's character. What's she do? She shows Harry that he, like, he, she treats Harry as a normal person. Everybody else treats Harry as, like, high up on the pedestal kind of guy. Yeah. But she's just like, oh, you're a normal guy, you know? And he, like, protects Luna. I, I just don't think that, that matters. 
It does matter. They put her in the movie. Yeah, they put her in the movie. The, I don't know. The, like the number of characters that matter in the story are very small. And they're small. like, they're like, oh, we could have it so that the Gryffindors, it, well, so the Ravenclaws and the the Hufflepuffs get more screen time when they're supposed to, like in movie two in Herbology when they have the Mandrakes, which are important to the story because they unpetrify the people. With the mandrake root. Uh, yeah, but you don't need a whole scene. I think a line of dialogue. No, but they're, they're supposed to hang out with the Hufflepuffs in that scene. And you've got like, for some reason they were like, why are we going to put Draco Malfoy in the Because Draco's here? important. He's not important in that scene. They could have just had a bunch of Ravenclaw, like Hufflepuff students be there. Hmm. And it would have had the exact same effect. Except you wouldn't see Draco. Who is one of the very few characters in All this movie All he does important. is he pulls up a mandrake and he goes, ugh, and then he tries to stick his finger in its mouth and it bites him. Yeah. And then he slams it into a pot. That's all that happens. That's it. Yeah. You could have done that with Hufflepuffs. I think also there's something we might be forgetting logistically is casting all these children and... They had ton. No, they had tons of extras. They None of these kids had to say any lines. It's not like... They have they have earmuffs in that scene. No one can hear each other. They don't need lines. Oh, Draco no. doesn't say anything. But he's there. It just doesn't make any sense. To me. I understand. There's that, there's a bunch of characters even in the movies you could cut out and nothing would matter. So I mean, I mean, there's tons of characters that that I mean, it's just it would just work so well. Also, the, the, the kid with the camera, yeah. I think his name is Colin. Mm, maybe. He is a Gryffindor. Oh, see? There you go. Important character. He is a kid. No, no, he's not. <laughs> he just gets petrified. Yeah. Also, I think we have to take into account, I think the first movie is like two hours and 45 minutes long. So. Well, they also like changed a bunch of stuff with the, the trials to get the Sorcerer's Stone. Mm. So they cut out the potion scene. Yeah. Completely. Which, Which I think is, is probably because it, it might be hard to pull off and be entertaining on screen. No, I think it would be fine. It just shows more how intelligent Hermione is. Because it's not just like, she's not just book smart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's also very good with logic puzzles. That is true, but I think throughout the series, she they, they hammer that home. Sure, but, you know, I think it's fine. But they also... Just make Harry seem like he's just dumb and along for the ride. And Harry's actually a, a very smart student. N- you know, not as smart as Hermione. Mm-hmm. But he's fairly intelligent. But, uh, even when I was reading these books originally as a kid, I just I always thought that Harry's an average dude. Like, he's an average dude. He's getting C's and B's in all his classes. He's and he's just, C's you know, that's why he's relatable. Sure. Ron and Harry, they let Hermione look over their work and then she corrects it. But they're still doing the work. Yeah. And also, I also got the impression like Ron is like, you know, a step away from failing out of Hogwarts. He's not a step away from failing. I mean, if Crabbe and Ghoul can stay enrolled. That's because they've got their, their, their daddies who are, are big wizards. Yeah. Big boy wizards. Yeah. They still have that dark wizard pool pure blood nonsense and also like it doesn't make any sense in the uh, in the second movie so draco calls hermione a mudblood right Mm -hmm. and ron gets all upset and they go to hagrid's because ron is spitting up the slugs yeah and hermione's like she called me a mudblood that means dirty blood i'm like you wouldn't know this. And in the book, she doesn't know what it means. Mm. Ron has to explain it. But yeah. they're like, Ron's stupid. He can't explain anything. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's because he's throwing up slugs at the moment. No, he explains stuff. Why is the incantation to put make people throw up slugs eat slugs? There's no, there's no thought in that. I'm pretty sure there was an actual incantation. But in the movie, he just goes eat slugs. Well, I mean, we saw in Fantastic Beasts, Crimes, and Grindelwald. Maybe J.K. Rowling's not the best at coming up with some names. Well, can't spell can't spell oh i'll never f- why'd you leave that one in the movie i'm pretty sure that she didn't write the whole of the movie 
No, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just joking about can't spell. I it's just dumb. Can't believe they left That's that in. That's dumb. But it's just, you know, there's just so much that they could have not changed. It would have been exact. It would have been basically the same. Hermione's explaining what mudblood is. They could have just had Ron explain what mudblood is. But Hermione's the but person he, who no, explains things. No, he's the one who explains it. Ron's the one who throws up and, slugs. And, Ron explains a bunch of stuff to Harry about the magic world, but they're just like, nah. I feel like you kind of get that on the platform. Not really. Yeah. No, they just eat a bunch of candy. That checks out. He tells them how the frog works. Listen, in 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 the books, the frogs don't jump away. That's worse. It's they're better. Just, it's better that they jump away. I mean, it's it's entertaining that they jump away, but they. They could have cut that out and added something else that's that was magical. actually in the book. They added something that's better nah. than in the book. Nah. Yeah. Nah. So in it's the... just an excuse for them to sell subpar chocolate. Yeah. Yeah. That Super Colin Bros episode really disappointed me that most of the stuff at the candy shop in Universal's... Hogsmeade. Yeah, is subpar. Mediocre. Yeah. In the second movie... The big thing that they cut out that I'm fine with is the death day party. Because I felt like that whole chapter was filler in the book. I mean, it is, but it explains why, like, Harry, Ron, and Hermione are out. And there's there's just things that are important. It's like, you know, they don't, they don't explain a lot of stuff. And they're just like, oh, we'll just leave this out. And it, it annoys me. It's like when... I watched this movie in theaters. Me and one of my best friends. She drove. We went to the movie theater. It was like an hour and a half away. Nice. To watch the movie Beautiful Creatures. Because we read the books. We loved the books. And they cut out characters. And they combined characters. And it they just ruined it. It was destroyed. I hated it. The whole ride back we were angry. <laughs> I've left movie theaters angry before. I think with Suicide Squad, Batman v Superman, Last Jedi, I was angry at all of them. Well, so like Beautiful Creatures, there's a... It's like the, the main character's a boy, which is different, you know, because usually like it'd be a, a woman yeah. main character, girl. Um, but the main character is like this basketball dude and he starts falling for this girl her family and her turns out to be a witch, so on and so forth. They're in, like, Louisiana or something, and they have a maid in their house, the the the, the boy and his dad, yes. and she's actually, like, a voodoo mm. lady. And then, like, the librarian that was friends with his mom, who tragically passed away, she's a different character. But they combine both of those characters... For no reason. And they're both very important characters. Mm. And then they just leave out his aunts. Who turn out to be important later. Yeah. It, it They just ruined it. So so I think that's a good example of what I mean. Like there are small changes to the Harry Potter movies. But it's the same story. And I don't know if you can say Beautiful Creatures was the same story. Yeah, right? I suppose. And, and, and if you can do that then. I, that's I, successful. They did a fine enough job, but once we get to like Goblet of Fire, uh, it's I'm gonna rip it apart. So. I, I think I, I think I might switch over to thinking the books are better once we get to four, five, six, maybe even seven. Those seven had two movies to flesh it out. Yeah, it had two movies, but most of it was while oh, we're walking. I remember we're the walking. first one being pretty boring. The first one is just like we're walking and we're walking. Yeah. And we're walking, and Ron looks haggard and angry. Is <laughs> is it would be weird though if they went one, two, three, four, part one, four, part two, five, six, seven, which is what they might have needed to do to get the story. Because uh, Goblet of Fire yeah. is not the longest book. I think Order of the Phoenix is, but Goblet of Fire has the most important stuff. Because I feel like Order of the Phoenix, they were able to leave out enough and still make the movie good. And even. They just they just took out things they didn't need to in Goblet. But we'll get to that at some point. We're yeah. not gonna do like three is the three's not gonna be the next episode. Yeah, yeah. Episode twenty five will not be book three. 
So we'll, we'll, we have to read that and watch that. Episode 25 will probably be The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Read, read the book. Watch the BBC thing. Yeah, watch the movie. Discuss those. Um, it was going to be this episode, but we decided to uh, push it back a week because we need more time to watch those and digest yeah, the that. BBC thing's like three, four hours yeah, long. Yeah, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. It's pretty much a stage play that they filmed. It's what the outfits and stuff look like. Yeah. So... Be excited for that. And then we have If you care. Yeah, if you care. And then we have Prince Caspian and Voyage of Don Shredder. Sure. I I there might be a BBC one to that too, oh. but I don't know if we need to no, please don't. watch that. Could you imagine if they did the Lord of the Rings treatment for Harry Potter and you had and you had to watch eight four hour long movies? Like if they did the Harry Potter movies like they did Lord of the Rings, where Peter Jackson was like Everything in that book is going on screen. Everything. This movie is five hours long. I don't care. Everything. We're filming it all. I would have been okay with it. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of other people would have been Maybe. okay. Maybe. I mean, it, but it is a kids' movie. That I mean, I suppose, but they don't stay kids' movies. Well, the books don't either. No. But I feel like Lord of the Rings, like as a book, is like high literature. You know, it's 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 hard to read. You know, yeah, like you, you have to be determined to read Lord of the Rings. And I feel like maybe you need to have that mindset to watch the movies too, right? Yeah. So, I don't know, I'm kind of, I'm kind of glad they, they didn't go with the impossible to watch five hour cuts of Harry Potter. Sure. So let's get on into our closing thoughts and Keto's Corner. What does Keto want us to know today? Keto would like everyone to know that, uh... She wants more wet food. Mm-hmm. Uh, she always wants more wet food. She's not looking forward to going to the vet. No, she's going to the vet on the 30th. Yeah, which is tomorrow if you listen to this on Free Feeds. Uh, she's going to be very upset. Mm-hmm. Probably sulk for a while. Sulk? But uh, she's got to go to the vet. Yeah. Just for a checkup. Don't worry. She's fine. Yeah, she's got to get her booster shots for whatever. She'd also like to remind everyone to please spay and neuter your pets. And to adopt from a pet shelter whenever possible, especially a kitten for her mama. Seems like a very personal request. Did, did Keto write that? Yeah, Keto wrote it. She wants a kitten friend. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, maybe maybe once we move we can get it one. I don't think a kitten's going to be too good. Like, we have to get it here, get it acquainted to this house and us, and then move it in, it's like, fine. six months. I don't think, I don't want to, I don't want to put it through that. So we'll just adopt one when we move. Fine. And now let's get on to our interesting fact. I went through a list of interesting Harry Potter facts and I picked up ones that either talk about the series in general or talk about the specific movies. I got two. So I'll talk about the first one. You can talk about the second one. Sound good? Sure. The first one is Harry Potter was initially supposed to be directed by Steven Spielberg who left after him and J.K. Rowling had creative differences. And I would have loved to see what that would have been. Though I feel like it would have been more of a cookie-cutter blockbuster. I feel like Spielberg nails that. Maybe. I feel like it could have been more, like, adult as well. Maybe. I don't know. Steven Spielberg does make adult films, but he seems very, like, he tries to go towards kids, too. I don't know. Um, I, you know, I... Whatever the creative differences were, I would like to know what the creative differences are between the two. But it could have been that he wanted it to be more of a dark hmm. sort of telling of it. Yeah, if I had a guess, I, would, I wouldn't think Spielberg would have wanted to sign on for seven, eight films. So I'm guessing he would have wanted to make Harry Potter in a couple films, the whole story. I feel like that might have been what he wanted to do. Because I cannot see someone like Steven Spielberg signing on to do seven films in a franchise. Did they only have one director? I thought they had a few directors. No, no, no. What I'm saying is initially he was going to be the guy to make Harry Potter. They weren't going to change directors. They ended up having four directors. Christopher Columbus did one and two. Someone else did three. Someone else did four. And then David Yates did five, six, seven, seven part two. I don't know. I just, I feel like, I feel like they weren't like, Steven Spielberg, do you want eight movies to direct? I don't think any anyone, they would have gone to anyone with that. I think they were just like, first movie, and then he would, it just wasn't going to work out. Yeah. But I, I, I do have a sneaking suspicion that John Williams probably signed on for the movies then. 
because him and Steven Spielberg work dead on everything Spielberg does. So Williams was probably like, I'll do it. And then he was like, I'll still do it. I'm going to give you a banger. He was like, I already wrote half this song. Yeah, it's quite, I wonder if John Williams, maybe once he dies and in a generation or so, will be up there in the conversation with great composers like Beethoven or Mozart. Because John Williams is excellent. Possibly. I maybe maybe just him not being 600 years old hurts him. Uh, I think it also probably hurts him that he like his stuff is... He's not composing for symphonies, yeah. you know? That, I think he might do that. I mean, he's the leader of the London Symphony, or at least he was. Yeah, but But he's like, known for movies. Yeah, he, he's known for his, his movie soundtracks. Yeah. Which I mean, are, people listen to just the soundtrack. Which people all the time. people know John Williams scores more than they know anything by any other composer. I will guarantee that. You you play them the Star Wars theme, the Superman theme, Harry Potter theme, Jaws theme, Indiana Jones, any of those. People know those more than they know Beethoven's Fifth. The second fact is that Peeves was actually. Supposed to be in the Sorcerer's Stone. He had parts. They had it filmed. He was cast. But the director cut it because they didn't like how it looked. And I'm like, but you liked the CGI Harry Potter? You liked how that looked? Maybe it was like, it wasn't CGI. It was the makeup they went with. And just when he saw it edited together, he was like, I can't. We can't do this. He signed off on it on first and they filmed stuff. Maybe him and the guy actually didn't get along. And that's the, that this is the story they tell. I know the guy who played Peeves said that he couldn't work with the children actors because when they try to film scenes together, they couldn't keep their composure. They would always start laughing. So they eventually filmed those scenes where he was just talking to no one and then they edited it. So it seemed like they were looking at each other. Well, I know the that the child actors, like Daniel Radcliffe, yeah. them, they were actually scared of the man who played Severus Snape like, Alan Rickman. Yeah, Alan Rickman. Yeah. yeah, they were actually scared of Alan Rickman. Well, he, he he's because he's he's very like like intimidating. Yeah. In a way, but I feel like he's a nice. He was a nice guy. I wonder what he was like. Here's the question mm-hmm. I wonder about children actors. To make sure they give good performances, do you think he had to treat them like Snape when they weren't filming, so they wouldn't ever think, oh, he's just Alan Rickman. I wonder, I bet they might have to do that. It's like, dude, you can't, you can't be nice to these kids off, yeah. off, off scene. They'll start not being scared around you. Because for them to give good performances, they have to actually be scared of you. Yeah, I think, if I remember correctly, I heard a story that eventually, once they got older, Alan Rickman let one of them, like, hang out in his car for a bit. Yeah. And he spilled something in his car and he was like, you're never allowed in my car again. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> let, let's say this, okay? Out of the first two films, and we'll sure. do this each time we do this, uh-huh. who gives the best performance? Well, let's break it down by film. First film, who gives the best performance in the first film? I don't know. I think probably Alan Rickman. Maybe. He's just like, he, he just never smiles. He just always seems angry. He nails it. I might have to give it to Dumbledore. Yeah. Just because this Dumbledore, you only have two chances to pick him. Yeah. And I don't think I'm going to pick him for Chamber of Secrets. So I might give it to Dumbledore for Sorcerer's Stone's best performance. Sure. Because I think Gilderoy Lockhart gives the best oh, performance. Oh, best. But in Gilderoy Lockhart, he's he's so good. Cause I you... mean, he, he I hate him. I hate the character. You hate him because he's so full of himself. But you're like, this man can't be real. You yeah. know, like yeah. this can't be how this man actually is. He's yeah. just so full of himself and he's like so pompous for being so incompetent and and it just go he he thinks he's the most amazing person in the room. He thinks he's more famous than Harry Potter. Yeah. You know, it he's he's fantastic. Yeah, I think I think Giveaway Lockhart is the best performance in the second movie. And I'm going to give it to Dumbledore in the first movie. Sure. Because the guy who played Dumbledore in the first two films is is excellent. Because, I mean, it might be because he was older than the other guy they get. But he just gives off this old, 
wise performance, right? Yeah. He doesn't really do much. He's kind of slow and soft-spoken. And seeing him act like that, but knowing that the main bad guy, Lord Voldemort, you know, is scared of only one man, and it's this old dude right here who looks like he can't run. Yeah. You know, he needs a walker to get around. Lord Voldemort's scared of this guy. It just makes you feel like, wow, what can he actually do? once he gets going you know yeah. it's like watching yoda get around on the cane it's like he's the greatest he's the greatest to ever live what can he do and i think he gives off that performance and he seems more caring with harry yeah and i was just thinking uh, from the top of my head i think that the third movie is the only one without voldemort the first one i'll, I'll got... count and tom riddle as voldemort yes okay so the see first here. one you've got Voldemort on the back of uh, Coral. Coral's head. Mm-hmm. Second you one, Tom you've got Tom Riddle. Third one is like Peter Pettigrew's the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Mix in Sirius Snape, uh, uh, Sirius Black yeah. there as well. Fourth one, Fourth obviously. one, you've got Voldemort. Fifth yeah. one, Voldemort shows up at the Ministry and does battle with Dumbledore. Oh, that's that one. Yeah. Sixth one is Half-Blood Prince. And does Voldemort show up at the end to take over the school? Voldemort shows up in flashbacks mm. so you see like young tom riddle yeah i, mean, I guess that counts that that counts and yeah. obviously he's in seven because the battle of hogwarts yeah i wonder when we're gonna give it to voldemort as best actor in a movie probably not eight he does the ha ha <laughs> nobody likes that i know who i know who i'm gonna pick for three i know who i'm picking for three I mean, we're gonna watch the movie again I'm, I'm gonna say I bet it's Sirius Black for me. I was gonna say the exact same thing. He's my favorite character. So. And Gary Oldman's awesome. I mean, I do love, like... I feel bad that I'm not choosing Hagrid. I feel like Hagrid's just, like, in the background, but he does, like, a great job. Yeah, everyone that gets great... Four. I'm about to watch that one. Might be, it might be Voldemort. Voldemort's four. Goblet. I'm gonna might, get... might be Voldemort, but he does the ha-ha thing again. Um, it's his thing. Guess what he does? Could give it to like Harry, Barty Crouch Junior. Oh, Mad Eye. Mad Eye. It, well, it, it would be since since I want it, that's the actor who plays Mad Eye given that performance. Yes. So I would give it to Mad Eye. Maybe, maybe. But but also David. Yeah, it's, we're gonna have we're gonna have to to watch these again for me to remember. I'm pretty sold on serious though. Sure. Because Gary Oldman's great. Yeah. And. Never tell he's in a movie. He looks completely different. I don't know how his uh, method is for getting into a role. I don't think he's like a method actor. I don't think so. But you can't tell he's in a movie. You're like, man, that doesn't look like Gary Oldman. But I think that is. Is that is that Gary Oldman? Yeah. So Crazy. he's great. So thanks for listening to this episode, guys. Be sure to check out Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe next week. We have a back catalog now, 23 other episodes. We've almost been going for six months exciting i don't know what we're gonna do for our 26th episode maybe a little bit probably nothing nothing probably not. I, th- I think maybe we'll have a discussion at the end to see what episodes have been our most popular sure how the show's going so we might do that but thank you all for watching and we'll see you next week bye nerds at odds is made possible by our supporters over on patreon.com slash nerds at odds if you want to become a member of our community and gain access to the show four days early. Gain the ability to submit your questions, comments, and concerns, and so much more. Consider supporting us over there. Thank you, and have a great day.